0: Here we go. It's week four of the NFL season already. First time guest Scott Barnett is here with me to break down the five best games of week four, offer our thoughts on the spreads, over-unders, and I also end on a parlay of the week. All right, let's do it. Welcome to Your Best Bets. We are here to preview week four of the NFL season, review some week three games, and uh, talk about what we've seen so far during this season. We've got a decent sample size now with three games. Uh, Joining me tonight is a first-time guest, and I am very excited to have him on here. He's my old friend, Scott Barnett. Scott, how are we? And Welcome.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I was going to say something about time, you know, but uh, I won't rub that in. But uh, I'm happy to be here, happy to talk some football.
0: Yeah, so we go back, I don't know, 13, 14 years now. We were in a fantasy league together. I think 07 is when we started it uh, initially. And then it's, you know, we've evolved into a different league now, but basically been playing fantasy football, talking football together for almost 15 years
1: uh, sure
0: you, you're you're a big colts fan so i want to start with the colts uh and you you can give me your thoughts here what's going on with the colts are you in on carson wentz um what's tell me I, I did not see much of the tennessee game i was i was in my own misery at that point um so from a colts fan's perspective what is going on with the scene?
1: well you know <sighs> As every fan of every team at the beginning of the season, I had high hopes. You know, I I come into the season, I, th- I look at the at the roster, and I think, you know, we've got a mighty good defense. Um, we need a quarterback that doesn't have to light everything up. He just has to t- to take care of the ball. You know what I mean? Our defense can can hold us in most games. And I thought, well, I I did the same thing that everybody does. I thought. Well, Wentz didn't do great in Philadelphia except for that one half a year before he got hurt, I know that once he gets to Indianapolis, he's going to turn the corner and uh, and everything's going to be roses. Right. Uh, and so far that has not been the case. <laughs> um, maybe it has something to do. Maybe he's still a little injured. You know, I, I'm, I'm making excuses. Um
0: well, sure. And he did have two sprained ankles last week. Right. I didn't even think he was going to play.
1: Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's a factor. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, but it still comes back to taking care of the ball. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's an underrated thing in the, in the NFL for quarterbacks. um Man, I I don't know whether Carson has the long-term answer. Now, the good news is I don't think Indianapolis has a lot of money wrapped up long-term with Carson. Uh, But the bad news is ever since Andrew Luck left, and, and, man, they had it looking good. Andrew was great, and and then that bottom dropped out. They did everything right is what I'm saying. The Colts, um, I think a few teams have. The Colts, uh, Cleveland um, have done everything right as far as rebuilding the draft and stuff like that it's just when you you have a once in- a- lifetime quarterback twice and and he falls out in the middle of the whole thing it's it's hard to recover from that
0: oh yeah for sure Colts fans are getting a, a small picture of what I've dealt with most of my life which is what are we going to do at quarterback I've been trying to I've been yeah. dealing with this since I was a kid and I still don't know if I have the answer. I think I do for, for my team, but for the Colts, it, it, it the, the first three games. It seemed like it's been something different each game. I know. I thought they outplayed the Rams in week two, but they couldn't mm-hmm. convert red zone opportunities. Right. Sl- sloppy with the football. Um, you know, I don't really know what it was with, I guess the Titans, but I guess, Unfortunately, the schedule is is difficult here for you know the Dolphins this week, and I think they got the Ravens next week if I'm correct. But then I, I know that they have, they have the Texans, they have the Jaguars in the schedule, so it does ease off. Where if they could manage to find a way to win this week, uh, you know, and, and maybe get one against the Ravens, the it's it's not over yet. But it feels like they're you know the season's on the edge maybe this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. They did have a tough start of the schedule. Uh, i think I think we can agree that the titans are kind of the the class of, of their division um with that being said Indianapolis is, is solidly in that second position I would think and so now it's just a matter of your record against everybody else and, and getting in that I don't know 11 game maybe 12 game uh, wins for the for the year so. Can they do that? Absolutely. Um, do they have to to fine tune some stuff? Absolutely and I think I think they can do it. Uh, but we' we'll, we'll, we'll
0: see.. Yeah. So far in the AFC, I mean the, the AFC West has really proven to be deeper than than maybe we thought with the Raiders having a quick start. Mm. The, Bron- the Broncos have been good so far. Um, the AFC East might Kansas be a little. City's at the bottom, Kansas, Kansas city's at the bottom. Yeah. Kansas city's in last shockingly. They, I think we've seen so far that they can't rely on their defense to win games, that their offense is going to have to outscore teams and, and they weren't able to do it against the chargers. Um, and then you look at a division like the AFC East where, you know, the Patriots are still very limited. Mac Jones is fine, but he's still a game manager at this point, the dolphins are not proving out to be maybe as good as some expected um, you know, so I think, I think maybe even, you know, I don't want to say nine and eight can get you into playoffs, but maybe 10 and seven, you know, for a seven seed might be a very reasonable thought and still something mm-hmm. the Colts can strive for. Um, what, what are, what are some other thoughts as, around the league before I go into my two or three minute bears rant? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, there's some. Some uh, interesting stats on the Bears this weekend, uh, by the way. Um,
0: Yes. Yes. Well, that's one way of putting it nicely. Well, uh, I
1: can't go very far without saying Justin Tucker, greatest kicker in the history of the NFL. Yeah.
0: Well, I think he's the most talented for sure. Maybe Vinatieri made more clutch kicks, more meaningful kicks, but Tucker's, I mean, what he did Sunday was awesome. I, I mean, and, 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 our friend Johnny will be the first to tell you that you know that shouldn't have happened. There was a delay game on the on the play prior to that, and absolutely, you know, it just goes down in Lions lore as one more one more miss call that led to a heartbreaking loss. But the kick was unbelievable. Um, yeah, no doubt. Love. I mean, when he came on the field, I I stood up. I was excited to see how that was going to play out. And right. there's not many not many kickers that you can you do that for. You know,
1: right, right. Yes, yeah. I don't think it made sixty seven. but uh but 66 and his accuracy and just his body of work is just incredible um then the only the other thing that that really struck out to me so far in the season is is big ben over is is big ben
0: Hmm. done i i I tend to think so yeah i tend to agree he looked really rough against the battles and and it's weird with quarterbacks It, it 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 kind of just, it just goes. There's not, there's not really like a sliding scale to where, okay, he can be reasonable maybe by the end of the season, but it's just like, it looks like he's done. And um, it's unfortunate because the Steelers have all those great skill position players, Najee Harris, the rookie running back. They got great receivers. The offensive line is really suspect and that's part of the problem, but we know their defense is good. Mm -hmm. It's It's a playoff team. If they had a guy that could play quarterback and right. You know, what, what about a guy like Gardner Minshew, you know, hanging out there, um, you know, and I just think of a guy like that who could make plays, you know, run around and where he could he could be decent with the poorest offensive line. And instead you got Ben and I, I'm sure Tomlin is going to ride it out with Roethlisberger because who's the other option? It's, it's the kid from uh, Washington that, you know, didn't get it done there. Haskins. Um, right, right. But yeah, Ben Ben might be done, and uh, it's, it's it's it could be a tough scene the rest of the season, and and who knows, we might look silly this week, and you know he might bounce back against Green Bay, but it it's just it's not looking good. Um, Scott, I have to, I'm dying to get into the Bears uh, discussion. I mm-hmm. the the level of incompetence and just negligence on Matt Nagy's part is. It's, it's become incomprehensible from week, for like week to week, but this was an all-time low last week against the Browns. Uh, it starts with me, it ends with me, and uh, it's as simple as that. I have been around to see a lot of bad, bad Bears offensive games. I've seen it through, um, gosh, the the Mark Trestman era, it was really rough. Uh, John Fox, even before that, in the two thousands, Lovey never had a great offense. Um, I've never seen anything like what I saw Sunday. Um, you have a rookie quarterback who we know is very talented, but very raw, and you want to you want to game plan with his inexperience and with the injuries they have on their offensive line, and just the their inability to block period against one of the best offensive lines in the league. And one of the best head rushers in miles Garrett. And you set up a game plan where I think 90% of your plays were, you were only uh, you only had five guys to block. So you never kept a tight end back. You never, you never helped ship really at all. Um, even after Things were happening early in the game. Where okay, you know what? I think it's time to make an adjustment. We need we need to double team Garrett, or we need to keep a tight end back. Never happened. There weren't any designed runs. There was no zone reads. There was no rollouts. Mm-hmm. It was an offense designed for Andy Dalton, and um, it's it, it was so painful to watch. And uh, you can't even fairly evaluate Fields. Did he miss a couple throws for sure? Were there a couple of plays that he missed for sure, but this was completely on Matt Nagy, and, Aggie and I, I just don't know what else to say at this point. I'm the, my my only hope is that they lose against the Lions. That there's a there's a viable chance he could be fired. I really believe that's true, um, uh, but I, I don't know what else to say. And their schedule is impossible after the, this week with the Lions. Um, but he's going to do the Matt Nagy thing. He's going to go win this game because he's good against bad teams. But he can't beat good teams. So I actually do think the Bears will win this weekend, whether it's Dalton or Fields, because you know this is Nagy's thing. He owns the Lions and he owns bad teams. So I actually love the Bears' play. But this organization's a mess. I don't. I just. I really don't know where to where to go with it. So where to, your, yeah, yeah. Your 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 thoughts on anything I said there? <laughs> Well, I,
1: I mean, right. So, so I'm a little, I'm a little older than you. I, 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 you probably remember the 85 bears, but I, I was in, I was in prime time, the 85 bears. Right. Yeah, so, right. and the sweetness to me is still the greatest running back in the history of running backs with the possible exception of Barry Sanders. Um it, 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 to all you Dallas fans, I love you, but Emmett Smith is, is not the guy. And, and I didn't get to see Mr. Brown run, so I, I, don't, I can't tell you there. But the greatest running back I have ever seen play is Sweetness, it just with, without doubt. Uh, so I have a love for the Bears. Um, but I, I, I'm going to tell you a stat, and you probably know it. Uh, you know you had a positive one yard in passing uh, for the game. <laughs> for, for the game the Bears accomplished one positive yard in passing for the game and that that's not going to win a whole bunch of games uh but I don't I agree with you I don't think it's I don't think it's the rookie quarterback's fault uh like I said he's he made some mistakes but all rookies are going to make mistakes so you know the rookie quarterbacks didn't have a good good weekend as a whole um with that being said I don't think the Bears are going to get ready of Nagy this year. I, they, I think they'll make the move at the end of the year, but I, I, I think you're right. I think he's going to win enough games uh, against subpar teams that he'll survive the season out. I hope now that they've moved to fields that they keep him in there. The moving back and forth with Dalton and, 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 and uh, fields would be horrible for fields. Um once, once you made the move, you got to stick with it. And, and, right. and you're right, you, you, you game the game around him. Right. So, so if I have Michael Vick, I'm going to play different than if I have Peyton Manning, it's, it, it's I I've got, to, I've got the playbook's got to be different. It, it's just, That's it amazing. just does And we didn't change the bears, didn't change the playbook at all. So.
0: No. And, and the thing is, is he, he did this with Trubisky. And, and sure, we know we know Trubisky's deficiencies, but he never he never built the offense around the guy's strengths ever. And right. um, he came to the Bears as an offensive guy from Kansas City under the Andy Reid tree. His offense has been bottom 10 every single season that he's been with the Bears. They struggled to score 20 points regularly. It, it's just I, I don't see I don't see this guy as an offensive guy. Um, and I read today that he might hand off uh, play calling duties to Bill laser, the offensive coordinator. Okay, cool. That's, that's great. But um, you know, it's still Nagy's offense that we're running. This offense has proved to be inefficient mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're just going nowhere. This we're, we're playing this thing out until Nagy is gone and take Ryan pace with you as well, the GM and yeah, re- restart the thing around fields next year. And uh, that's my hope. Right. So, I digress. Let's get to our five games of the week. Um, I think this week's there's some really good games, obviously highlighted by one of the games that we'll talk about, Brady returning to New England um, Sunday night, which will be really fun to see, but um, one of the 1 o'clock games, it's uh, Carolina at Dallas. Um, This game started early in the week with the Cowboys favored by five. It has moved to Cowboys by four so money has come in on the Panthers over under is currently at 50 and a half points Mm -hmm. Uh, both of these teams are three and zero against the spread so far Uh, of course the Panthers two of their wins have come against really really bad football teams the Texans and the Jets arguably the two worst teams two of the three worst teams in the league right and conversely the Cowboys have looked Really, really impressive, beginning with the opening game against the Bucks, where they nearly won, and, you know, their offense Monday night against the Eagles looked pretty unstoppable. Dak has been not only his return where he looks healthy, he looks better than ever. His vision looks great. He's got all these weapons, CeeDee Lamb on one side, Amari Cooper. Zeke is maybe not what he used to be, but he's still a viable threat. They got this other, uh, you know, Power. his – Pollard, he's, he's, they they got this kind of two-headed monster. I thought the loss of Al Collins on the line might hurt their their running game, but it seemed to be fine the other night. Um, so this team is really scary offensively. I don't know what offense right now. Maybe you could argue Kansas City. Maybe you could argue the Chargers, the Rams, but this is a, easily a top-five offense in the league. You have to pick your poison on who you want to stop. Uh, what are your impressions on this game?
1: Well it, it's typically I mean this is the clash right? I mean the, the the Panthers come in with a defense that's number one in a lot of car- categories. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they've played the Jets, they've played the Texans and, and they played the Saints who, who at the time we thought might be decent, um, but maybe not so much.
0: Right. Um, so Zach Wilson boys, Zach Wilson uh, Zach Wilson is one of the quarterbacks they face. Davis Mills is the other. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, of course, we're, we're missing the big thing. McCaffrey's not going to be there, right? Uh, thank goodness for the league. McCaffrey looks like he's he's not going to be put on IR. So I, I think he'll he'll be back when I don't know for sure. Uh, but if we're not putting him on IR, I think he's going to be back. It, it, shame, but he's not going to be there for this game. Um, I don't see any way in the world that the Panthers can generate enough offense to, to beat the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, you're right, uh, they're clicking. If I had to list them in offensive teams, they would be top five for sure. But I, I don't think I'd go one, two, or three, but I, I think you can make a, a case for them at uh, number four or number five, most efficient offense going right now. That Pollard kid is so fast, so fast. And with Ezekiel running uh, the way he has been uh, this season, the offensive line is still uh, top five in the league, I would think. Um, some of the uh, some of the wide receiver options that they have, um, I, I don't I don't see how the Panthers can match up. Uh, if you're if you're saying that the money has drawn this down to four, I'd take that bet all day long and twice on Sundays. I, I, I think the boys probably win this game by. I'm going to go. 13 points or so. I really do. I think, yeah, I think they're going to make a statement. I I think they want the Panthers. I think they want to be known as one of the top teams in the NFL and, and they're out to make a statement. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I respect the boldness. I do. Um, I, I have a couple of trends here. Carolina is eight. zero against the spread and slash eight road games. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I do love Matt rule uh, Carolina's coach. I think he's done a phenomenal job since coming to the league. Sam yep. Darnold, Sam Darnold has revitalized his career. I, I don't know if this is really who he is or if this is a product of the schedule. Um, I do like what they've done on offensive of course. It's a, it's a McCaffrey based offensive you know, uh, team. And, You know, Chubba Hubbard, I do like, I liked him coming out of college. I don't think he's quite what, what McCaffrey can produce, especially in the passing game, but you're right. They are on a historic pace three games into the season, of course, small sample size, but Mm -hmm. their rushing defense is allowing less than 50 yards a game. Their defense is totally legit. Um, If if I'm going to pick the game, Scott, I would pick the Panthers to cover. I am going to take the Panthers to cover. Um, I think they can make the Cowboys a, uh, you know, a one-dimensional team, at least for this game, with their rushing defense. The loss of J.C. Horn, uh, their rookie cornerback, is, is a concern I do have of, of keeping up with these Cowboys receivers. Um, so I do have some, some concerns about, the, about this, but I will take the Panthers to cover the four. Um, and if I had to pick, I'd probably take the under on the 50-and-a-half.
1: Nah. Now, I agree with that. I, I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game, but I don't know that the Panthers score a bunch. Um, uh, sure. And I, I don't – they have not – the Panthers have not come up against a one-two punch like Ezekiel and Pollard this year. Uh, that Pollard sure. kid is the real deal. He'd be starting on most teams. Sure. Uh, and so I I, I really I, I really think the Cowboys – and I'm not a Cowboys fan, you know that, but I really think that the Cowboys are out to make some hay this year. I, I think internally in the locker room, they paid their big guys a lot of money. Mari's getting his money that got his money. Ezekiel got more money than he should have, in my humble opinion. Sure. Um, and I think they all got a chip on their shoulder. Jerry Jones has had a chip on his shoulder since 1963. You know. And I think they're really out to make a statement this year. I, I think what they did to the Eagles, now the Eagles are not the Panthers, but I think that that's the kind of football that they want to play and that they're really disappointed that they didn't beat Tom Brady in the first game of
0: the year. Yeah, these are all good points. It's all accurate. There is this thing that the Cowboys do though, and it, they do it all the time. It's just when you think they're really good, they they always let you down. They did it with Romo. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've done it with Dak. Yep. Oh, and by the way, their coach is still Mike McCarthy, a guy that I, I never fully trusted while he was with Green Bay. So that is my caveat. I th- I think they win the game. I'm just taking I'm taking the the points with the Panthers, a good defensive team. Fifty eight percent of the money is on the Panthers so far. Like we said, so that's driven that, that line down. But, um, and and so far, Scott, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm six and nine on, on my podcast picks. So you you could, you could be right. You, you might be right. Just you fade me, go the opposite and you'll win out here. (laughs) Um, So we got two games from the 4 PM slate. Uh, This should, this is going to be a good one. It's, it's the Cardinals at the Rams. uh, I mean, you can't get much better, really Uh, two, three and O teams. Um, Sean McVay versus Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury being a a McVay disciple. Um, You have in the betting market, the two top are the right now, the two leaders for MVP in the league, Stafford and Kyler. Uh, Mm -hmm. By the way, if on our preview show with, I did on the NFC West with my friend, Nate, I said, take Stafford for MVP at plus 1800. So he's going to have a monster year. The Rams are going to win their division. They're going to be a one or two seed in the NFC. This all lines up for Stafford, and so far that is true. So hopefully someone took that bet because right now sure. he's he's looking like maybe the leader in the again very early, but so far Stafford's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper Cup has looked unguardable. Um, he's like Incredible. Julian Julian Edelman or West Walker on steroids. He cannot mm-hmm. be stopped. Um. You know, this yeah, team the difference
1: just, is Cooper can take the top off too. Yeah, you know he can go deep. he's just not just a slot guy. Yeah. Right.
0: So Stafford so far has been everything we thought he could be in this McBase system. Everything that golf was holding them back to be, but, you know, Stafford's been putting them over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, they really dismantled Tampa last week. The defense stepped up. They got stops um, on the other side of the ball. Kyler is is he's just continuing to do his thing. He's so fun to watch. That offense is frightening. They had a little bit of trouble with the Jaguars. You know, a little bit of it was questionable coaching decision to kick a 68-yard field goal before halftime. Um, and did, and did you hear Gus Johnson on that call? God, I love Gus Johnson. He's my
1: favorite. <laughs> no, what, oh, he what
0: went, oh, he just, he went nuts. He was on the, uh, 109 yards missed field goal return. He went crazy. Right. Um, I love the Gus Johnson, uh, Aqib Salib uh, duo, uh, they're, they're fun. They're fun yes. to listen to. Um, so here's, you know, here's the deal here that the Rams have just completely owned the Cardinals. Um historically they um where's my number here in my my stats i lost i think they've won the last nine or ten against the cardinals um and and actually they're seven oh and one against the spread in their last eight against the cardinals so not only do they beat the cardinals historically in in the last five six years they cover as well um i'll start on this one i i I'm going to take the Rams. I just, I'm going to favor the coaching. I'm going to favor the home field advantage, which has actually been more and more than I expected. Like uh, against the bucks that stadium got kind of loud. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, LA oh, is yeah. LA is no, Yeah. LA is notoriously not necessarily a football city. You got the two, two teams that are divided, the Rams and the Chargers. But I was surprised. I thought I thought that that crowd made the difference in that game against the Bucks. Absolutely. I just think I just think L. A. is on a mission this year with Stafford. Um, I, I think the Cardinals will hang around for a while, but I, I could see them pulling away, winning by seven to ten uh, in this game. So give me the Rams minus four.
1: Gotcha. Uh, I, I looked up a little bit here. Both of these teams are two and one against spread so far this year. So they're pretty evenly matched up uh, in that way. Both teams are three and oh, both teams are running dynamic offenses right now. Um, I don't know. I talked to our mutual friend, Johnny on Monday. I don't know that I've ever seen Matt Stafford have a better game than what he did on Sunday. I mean he he was I don't know what coin is smaller than a dime, but the, the guy, he was throwing yeah. them. I mean he was he was throwing them so perfect in the perfect spot every time you could see that he was happy, McVay is happy, everybody's happy. They've got Cooper Cup and Deshaun Jackson and Sony Michael and and uh Aaron Donald on defense don't let's not forget yeah. him but uh, D-
0: D- Deshaun Jackson i mean is he just as fast as he was 10 years ago i don't know i, I don't mean, it's know. Crazy. He certainly
1: looked like it in that game right and i know Tampa Bay has some secondary problems uh and we'll talk about that later uh so i get it but i'll tell you what i did see in that game Matt Stafford if his uniform got dirty it was because a cheerleader spilled a drink on him Uh, during halftime because it wasn't during the game. He didn't get touched hardly at all. Um, And if you give him time and that offense and that offensive mind, they are going to be, they're going to be a tough beat for anybody. Nobody wants to go there and play. And you are right there. The noise and the crowd was incredible. Now, the one thing I'll say is Kyler Murray is, is a different kind of cat, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson. I mean, some of these guys are just incredible. He's just yeah. an incredible athlete that changes the dynamic of the game. I think he's the second leading rusher on his team, um, and he can make a big difference. But I'm going with you. I I think I think L.A. wins. I think they cover um, fairly easy, and I think last I saw they were it was 54 and a half was the over and under.
0: Yeah. It's been pushed to 55 now. Yep. 55.
1: I I think you can, I think you can go over on that all day long as well. So I, I think you can make two bets on this one. I think you could take the Rams and the over uh, both and you'd be in good shape for your, for both of them.
0: Yeah. The the trends definitely point to the over, even with the massive number of fifty-five. Uh, the over is is has hit in, in LA's last five games. Um yeah. Arizona, Arizona's averaging 34 points a game so far this year. Um, you know, we know what their offense can do. Like you said, Kyler's like watching a video game at this point. So right. fun to watch. I, I I think this is this is gonna be an insanely entertaining game where you, you might see it. You know, 3128 going into the fourth quarter, something like that. And maybe a touchdown late puts you know puts the game away for the Rams, something like that. But yeah, this is this is a fun one. Uh so we see eye to eye on that one. Lay the uh the four with the Rams and just take the over. Don't think about it. This is gonna be a shootout. Yep. Next game is the Baltimore Ravens coming off of that insane. Last second victory against the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Mile High playing the Denver Broncos, who are very quietly three and zero, doing it with really stingy defense. You know, I never feel real strongly when a team just beats the Jets, but they, you know, they're just they just made Zach Wilson look pretty silly in that game. Um, the game is going off right now with the Broncos favored by one points, mm-hmm. uh, over under with a very low total of forty five. Um, the the Broncos are doing it with defense they've got quite a bit of injuries they're you know Jerry Judy's out KJ Hamler's out Uh, of course Bradley Chubb is still out Um, but Teddy Bridgewater man he just covers he covers these games Uh, they're 3-0 against the spread so far and you know I wonder if he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too you know we know about the devastating injury that happened while he was with Minnesota. He finally resurfaces with Carolina last year. I don't necessarily think he was bad, um, but they kind of just swept him to the side and said, we're we're moving on from you. And I I just wonder if he's got something to prove this year to, you know, to kind of say, you know, I'm, I'm still around. I can lead a team to the playoffs and, and, You know, the Broncos have a ton of offensive talent. Um, I like their running backs. The rookie, uh, Williams, he had a nice Mm -hmm. game last week. I do have some worries about the receivers, um, you know, the the depth there. But we know Mile High is a really tough place, place to play. On the other side, the Ravens. I don't know what to think about this team, man. You know, one week they, they take down the chiefs. Lamar is awesome. He's, he's making clutch plays in the fourth quarter. And then the following week there, they really got outplayed by the lions in the second half of that game after they were up pretty big in the first half, you got, um, Hollywood Brown catch or dropping easy balls that could have been touchdowns. Right. I just, I don't know if I trust the guys around Lamar and this team has been riddled with injuries. Um, so again, Broncos favored by 1 over under 45 and a half or over under 45. Um Scott, where do you uh where do you what are your thoughts on this game uh on both sides?
1: Well, let's start with the Ravens. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is is a, an enigma wrapped in a quagmire for me. Um when he <laughs> when he is on oh, so that speak. was
0: that was a mouthful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um he is almost unstoppable, right? I mean, if, if he's on, he's almost unstoppable. The problem is with him, he's not, he's not a passer like Patrick Mahomes. He's not, uh, I don't even think he's, he's uh, Aaron Rodgers or he's not that passer. So he, some guys, some of the guys pass to run, he runs to pass right so his legs are what he's using first and foremost and that sets up the pass because he gets a little cushion off of off of the defenders cuz they, they bite on him so if somebody doesn't bite on him if you just forced him to pass i think you're you're in pretty good shape you've got you've got a decent chance now is he still is he Barry Sanders esque in the fact that he might stop him 10 times but that 11th time he's going to run 30 40 yards absolutely Cause he's just that good of an athlete, but if you can limit him, um, then I think you've got a pretty good chance. What do you got? Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray are, are your running backs? I, I, they, they, they don't scare me as a whole uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, yeah. Marquise Brown. Uh, uh, he's the, he's the glue that makes that offense run. And if you can hold him and a defense like the Broncos is precisely that kind of defense. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, we talked about it early, early, early when we were talking about the Colts. W- what would the Colts be thinking right now if they had a game, a game manager like Teddy Bridgewater at the helm? I, I, I It's a thought. Let's go that way. It's, it's a thought. I would like to have seen that happen because you're, you're precisely right. I think Bridgewater's got a little chip on his shoulder. Um, he sat behind one of the greats breeze for a while there learning, uh, soaking up a bunch of stuff. I'm sure. Um, he's still got the talent and he's, he's not going to lose you the game. And, and that's what Denver's looked for, for, for for a long time. It's rejuvenated their defense. I think, um, so in my humble opinion, I think the Broncos are going to win this. I know they haven't beat anybody great yet, but I think the Broncos are going to win this game. I think they're going to cover the one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I would not bet the over, I wouldn't touch the over under with, with your money.
0: I'm with you. I I am completely with you. I I think you broke down the Ravens insanely well about their weapons. I I think it's weird. Anytime I've bet on the Ravens, I'm kind of nervous. And then anytime I bet against the Ravens, I'm pretty nervous because of Lamar, because he can be this just imposing guy. When he gets rolling, you're terrified that he could, you know, he can just break off 25, 30 yard chunks with his legs. But also, when the defense is kind of figured out and they keep them in the pocket, then you're, you, you know, you're right. He, they really struggled to move the ball, and without you know their top two running backs, um, you know, they just they they're relying on Lamar more to make plays. Um, I, I, oddly enough, this game started out with the Ravens favored by a point and a half, and the line has moved a full two and a half points um, mm-hmm. just since Sunday night. That's that's a huge amount of money that has come in on the Broncos. So all the sharp money is hitting the Broncos. So I'm with you on that side. I think if you wanted to bet the over-under, that's a really low total. I would probably just stay away from it, frankly. But, um, I mean, I, I could not fault you if you wanted to side with the under. Um, you know, based on what we said, the Broncos have some injuries on offense. You know, it's easy to see, like, a 2017 game, a 17-13 game, something like that in this mm-hmm. game. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock it. um so we both take the uh the Broncos here um the under does kind of support what we've seen the unders four and one in Denver's last five games um also Baltimore's one and th- three against the spread uh, their last four games at Denver uh so just a couple of trends there as well
1: well and you and you talked about it, the the we're down to 45 45 and a half yep. on the over under yep 45 yep uh, I think yesterday it was at 51 and a half. So I mean that that line's
0: moved a lot too. Yeah, that's a that's a massive uh, movement for sure. Yeah. Sunday nights, NBC. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady returns. Yes. You know I love Tom Brady. You've known ah, this for a while. <laughs> you love you some Tom Brady. I love me some Tom Brady. Um, I think he's going to throw fifty touchdowns this year. Wouldn't doubt
1: it. Wait, ten, I, ten, right now! Hey, and he's got 10. that one with his legs too.
0: I mean, I mean, I, I, I talked about this last week. Uh, uh, I forget who was on the show uh, last week about, but I said I, I feel like Brady's gunning for Manning's uh, touchdown record this year. You got the extra game built in. Um, you know what the hell? Why not? Let's let's go for is it fifty five that Peyton threw with the Broncos? Mm-hmm. I mean. It's very conceivable. It seems like when they get inside the 10, they're not giving the ball to Fournette. They're not giving it to Ronald Jones. They're throwing the ball. They got right. this insane amount of guys that, you know, are targets Gronk, uh, Godwin, Evans. Uh, I mean, so I, I, I don't know. That's just my, my thought, you know, that he could lead the NFL in touchdown passes. He might challenge that record this year. Anyways, this game is going off with the Buccaneers favored by seven. Mm hmm. Uh, so, Bill Belichick, a huge home underdog, um, over under at forty nine. Um, the Bucks have some real challenges in the secondary uh, this season. They they just they cannot. They've had they had trouble against the Cowboys. They had trouble even against the Falcons, and then we saw it again last week against the Rams. There, that's that's the weak part of their defense. Um, so there's some big time concerns there. I don't. don't think. I'm sorry.
1: Until today, they just picked up Richard Sherman.
0: Oh, they did pick up Richard Sherman. You're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> true. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess that that could be helpful at some point this season. I, I don't know if he's ready to come, you know, come out and you know contribute right away. Right. Yeah. right. What I was going to say though is is I don't know if you have to worry about Mac Jones throwing the ball down the field on you in this game. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's been a fine game manager. He's really good underneath. Um, but that, that offense is pretty limited. There's, there's not a lot of guys that are going to scare you on that offense right now with, for New England. Um, and to me, it's just the classic Brady versus Belichick. I mean, we've, we've been asking this question for what, 20 years, basically. Is it Brady that is, – is the Patriots' success more toward, you know, because of what Brady's doing on the field or, you know, Belichick's game plans and all his schemes, you know, what is it? Um, this doesn't answer that question, but it's kind of a fun uh, subplot to the game. Uh, right. So I have some thoughts, but I'll, I'll get your thoughts first on, on this game.
1: Well, there's a, there's a whole bunch in this game, right? Um, first off. Let me let me say this, and I and I'm going to make your day. Um, you know, I love Peyton Manning. Love Peyton Manning. Yeah, one him. of my favorite guys on the planet um, that I haven't met. <laughs> but let's put it to bed. Tom never, Brady is never the best quarterback you. that ever played the game. Tom Brady is is undeniably, without a doubt, the the goat of. NFL quarterbacks in the history of the NFL period end of story bar none.
0: Just can't just you can't dispute it anymore. You
1: know, no, no, there's 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 you you you're not even making an intelligent argument if you say otherwise. Do I believe that Belichick is a good to great coach? Absolutely, but I think Tom has kind of uh, put a period and an exclamation point on which part of that uh, marriage was the most important um, I mean what he did last year to go into Tampa Bay what were they the year before nine and seven is, is, is do I have that right I, I don't have it in front of me but they, right. they certainly weren't Super Bowl contenders that he went to that team um, and to do what he did at his age and so far this year I, I he looks incredible. It's just, it's just, uh, and I, I don't think 55 is out of the question for him getting a TDs 55. I think he's on a man on a mission too. Did you see? Did you see the end of the game? They're two and one, and he lost that game against probably the most efficient offense I've seen in a long time in a single game. And and he's won hundreds of games and, and 950 Super Bowls. And he's cursing at the end of the third regular season game because he got beat. It, it, that's the kind of winning drive and attitude that makes him the best that's, that's ever played. Um, so all can of that. I, being
0: can, I, can I follow up on that point? Real oh, quick? absolutely. I, I saw, I, I saw this on Twitter during preseason that he was, uh, I, I forget which preseason game it was. And it doesn't really matter, but he was working with I think the backup or third string center on the sideline of a preseason game taking snaps for like you know I think the tweet said you know over 10 minutes just trying to get that that feel down with this guy that might not even make the roster and I thought that was pretty cool and just was a testament to you know the work ethic and, and just putting in the time and just never letting a moment go to get better. I mean, I know it's kind of a corny way to, you know, always, you know, to go back to that, but I think there's, there's obviously some truth to that. The guy's freaking 44 years old and still producing at this level. It's insane. Mm-hmm.
1: So it was a tight spot. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. His weapons, Leonard Fournette. Um, he's got, Antonio Brown that we didn't even talk about. Now he, I don't think he's going to play in this game. But Antonio Brown that that he didn't hey. even talk about. We got good one. We got Evans. We got Gronkowski. Gronkowski was beat up last week. He catches his normal amount of catches last week. He dropped three or four balls that just normally Gronk would have caught with with no troubles whatsoever. It might even be a different outcome of the game if he does. Um, as luck. I think that new England has their quarterback of the future. I think their defense is pretty good. They're, they're not great, but they're pretty good. I think this is a complete blowout. I think Tom Brady comes in there. He puts the hammer down and then he brings in another hammer and puts that one down. I, I, I think he wants this game. Uh, the weather's going to be right there. There's, there's no way you can cover their. All of all of the uh, offensive weapons that Tom Brady's got, uh, and on the other side, New England just doesn't have that amount of weapons. They just they, Mac Jones or no Mac Jones, they just don't have uh, the weapons uh, on that that offensive side. So if if I was going to count this one, I say that the Bucks are going to win by fourteen. And they're going to cover the over absolute 49 and a half, 49 and a half. Yep. Yep. I think, I think they're going to do that just almost by themselves. I think they're going <laughs> to score. I think they're going to score 30 to 40 points in this game. Just the box alone. That's my opinion. I, I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, uh, but I think that the Tom Brady's coming in there to make a statement. Um,
0: yeah. It, I, I, that could be the right way to go. I mean, by the way, the the Bucks alternate line to minus fourteen is at plus two hundred. So Scott Scott likes the alternate line. makes some real money off of that. that, that plus two hundred is a great number. Um, I I was torn on this to be honest with you. I I I I, lo- I would love to, to put it in a, in a you know a tease a, a teaser you know take it down to minus two and a half um, just to be safe. You're good. I think a lot of people will do that. Put in the money on it when I, I'm not as, as convinced as you um, that the Bucks are going to blow them out. I think if this game's played ten times, it probably happens in five or six of them where they win by double digits. Um, again, the Patriots offense is so limited with Mac. I think I think his ceiling, his upside long-term is not much more than what it is now. Um, that that might be that might be a call that's way off, but I just don't see that he has the upside of the guys that were taken in front of him in the in the drafts, uh, like my guy, like my guy Fields or Trey Lance or Wilson or or Lawrence. I just I think those guys have the potential to become you know like a top six seven quarterback in this league. All of them, although I'm a little worried about Trevor Lawrence at this point, but I think it's too early to tell. Uh, but Mac just seems like he's he's I don't know how much different he's going to be in, in five years besides just being able to read coverages, just you know, better and 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 see you know see the field better. But I, I don't know that might be and that, that might that's totally separate from this game. That's just a bit of a tangent. I, I would probably lean toward the minus seven as well. I hate I would I hate taking the seven though against Belichick at home that big of an underdog. Uh, getting that many points—that's just a scary proposition. as a better? I would—I'll probably stay away from this game personally and not bet it unless it's just including the Bucks in a money line parlay. That's the way I feel. But for an official pick, I will go with you on the minus seven, and um, I would probably side with the over as well. Um, I don't feel good about any of the anything with that game, though. I—I just—I don't know. That's one of those games. that's a better? I would—I would just stay away from. From the numbers. You
1: know the Pats only win is against the Jets, right? I understand.
0: I understand. They lost but to the Saints and they lost to the Dolphins. I, know. I understand. <laughs> but it's it's just the Belichick factor. Like I, yeah. I I feel like he is petty and he, you know, he's not gonna say it, of course, during you know, during the week, but I, I think he wants to make a point as well. Um, you know, that that you know. His team is still a viable threat against Super Bowl champs uh, on a primetime stage at home. You know, I I don't know. I just don't like the way it sets up. I'm not, I don't think they're going to win the game Uh, as far as just the the points though. I don't, I don't feel
1: I understand where you're coming from completely. I think both of them want to make a point. I think Tom Brady is the one that's going to be able to make a point. And I think you're going to see Bill Belichick while the offense is out there huddling with his defense every five minutes, you know, trying to get a scheme against Tom Brady. It's almost like, I don't know, um, back in the Emmett Smith Dallas days where you knew – that Emmett Smith is going to run up the A-gap or run up the B-gap, right? They can almost tell you ahead of time, this is what I'm going to do, and you, there's nothing you can do to stop it. I think that that's what Tom Brady is going to be like on the offense. I think that Belichick knows precisely what it takes to beat Tom Brady, probably better than anybody on the planet. But being able to do it is a, is a completely different thing especially with the weapons he has. With the possible exception of Cleveland and L.A., there's no team in, that has the offensive weapons that he has, and it's almost unfair. It's, it's almost an unfair advantage uh, against New England,
0: in my opinion. I, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, a fun prop that I do like for this game, uh, total touchdowns for the Bucks over three and a half uh, that's at plus one hundred, so a really good number for them to score four touchdowns. I like you. I think they will put up some points. Um, so that would be my. That I would prefer Brady,
1: you. can book this right now. Tom Brady is going to have three touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> book,
0: it. book it. All right, all right. Scott's calling it a, a Bucks route and a Brady tour de force Sunday night. All right, we can't wait to see it. All right, last game Monday night. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, I guess, I guess they're good at football. Uh, mm. I'm as surprised as anyone. I in in our preview show uh, for the AFC West, I dogged them. I dogged Gruden. I couldn't have been more wrong. At least so far. Um, the, so the three and zero Raiders are going to SoFi Stadium to play the Chargers. Chargers, of course, coming off the. Really nice win at Kansas City, where they outlasted the Chiefs there at the end of the game. Uh, currently, the Chargers are favored by three, so the, the you know the home team gets the three points. That's basically Vegas is saying this this game is even. Uh, Over/under at fifty-two. Uh, a couple trends coming into this game: uh, the over has hit in seven of the last eight of, of Vegas's games. Of course, two of them have gone to overtime. That's helped, mm-hmm. um, and in the past. Four meetings, the over has hit three times. Um, For starters, I love the over in this game. Um, I think both of these offenses are uh, playing at a very high level. I love. It's no secret. I love Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. I think. I think he is. I think he is the guy in the league that's closest to Mahomes. He makes the most Mahomes likes throws. His arm talent, I don't think is all that different. I think he has a guy that he's a guy that has a chance to win an MVP at some point in his career. And Derek Carr, Derek Carr is the NFL passing leader by a couple hundred yards. He is just lighting it up with guys that, you know, maybe you wouldn't think are the best weapons. I think Henry Ruggs is his top receiver. Um, you know, of course, Darren Waller at tight end. They, you know, they've they've really had no problem moving the ball against anyone. They overcame a really slow start against Miami last week and uh, put that game into overtime and eventually won. Um, your thoughts on these teams um, and uh, this game?
1: Oh, uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. I, I think this is going to be maybe the best game of all of them. Uh, for the weekend, and it's nice to have it on prime time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, their car has, has looked spectacular. Um, I have been so impressed with his deci- decision-making process, right? He's, he's always had talent, uh, but it seems like he's always known the precise moment in a game when to do something wrong, yeah. right? And 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 hit that mark. So far this year, small sample size. I get it. So far this year, I haven't seen him make any mistake. The couple of, he's had, has he had a couple of interceptions? Yes, but they bounced off people's hands. It hasn't been because of his decision making process. And if he can do that, if Gruden can keep him locked in like that, they've got a good team. They they, they really do. Um, he's spreading the ball around. Nine different receivers have caught passes for him. Nine different guys on the team. You know, it's, it's hard to defend that. You're right. Waller is, is, is a, a incredible tight end. Uh, I don't even know whether you really call him a tight end. He lines up everywhere on the field. So I, and sometimes I think he's right guard. But I, I digress. He, he spread the ball around. Uh, if Josh Jacobs comes back, I mean, they've won the last couple of games without Josh Jacobs. Their number one running back. Um, yeah. So uh, if Josh Jacobs is able to come back from the ankle and the toe, or the toe and the ankle, I don't know which is more affected anymore. They're going to be a tough team. But you're also right, Eckler and Hebert. Uh, they've got a good team on that side. This is gonna this is gonna be a tough one. It's gonna go right down to the wire. I think the Raiders have proven. Uh, that they can go to the wire. I mean, they had the Ravens, they had the Steelers, and I, got, I know they had the Dolphins, but but I think they proven that. But I I think that the Raiders will win, but only by a field goal. I, I, I think it's going to be a last second field goal. Um, it really it's going to be who gets the ball last. Uh, and I think the, the way the Raiders have looked this year, it'll probably be them. Uh, and it's going to be a last second field goal. Um, but the Chargers are going to be right with them lockstep all the way. I wouldn't touch the over under. Um, but I think the the Raiders end up winning this game, but it's going to be a tight one. I, I wouldn't put, I would put a bunch of money on this one is what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, so you like the Raiders not only to cover, but to, the, the money line, the plus 24, plus 145 to win. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, this, this one is really a tough one to, uh, to bet. I, I think the best play I think is, is over, over the 52. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the smartest play. I, I would probably take the chargers minus three. This is the, the other game I'm going to pose you on here. I think, right. um, you know, They've, Las Vegas has needed overtime in both of its home games. Um, I thought they were lucky against the Dolphins last week. There was a, a missed pass interference call in overtime that the Dolphins would have had the ball on the one yard line. They would have won the game. Um, however, they've, they've they've played great. I mean, they've they've. I mean, they they overcame uh, a slow start in that game. They overcame a deficit in the Ravens game. The, the other game they won in overtime. I just think the Chargers are a heck of a lot more talented uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, I think they're a more balanced team. I love mm-hmm. what they did in the offseason. They they build up that offensive line to protect Herbert. They have been doing so so far and you get you're giving this kid time to throw. He's got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is the new fantasy superstar of 2021. He's right. uh, you know, he's been putting up huge numbers, finally producing after underwhelming for a couple years. Um I, I just, I like what I like the talent they have on the both sides on the ball. And, and I, I think uh, Brian Staley is a legitimate head coach now. They, they got rid of Anthony Lynn, who was not a good head coach, and they got a guy, the right guy leading this team. I'll lay the three, I'll take the Chargers, and I'll take the over on that one.
1: Um, yeah, I wouldn't fight you on that one. I mean, they make Kansas City.
0: So
1: I mean, they uh, right, right. they are legitimate, they're legitimate all the way.
0: Scott, I, uh, I traditionally do a parlay of the week, so I'm going to run this past you here. Um, I, I usually put a three-teamer together, and uh, this one I am taking the money line of the Kansas City Chiefs to be, basically just to beat the Eagles, uh, the same Eagles team that we saw that looked really disorganized and sad on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the Chiefs haven't looked great, but they've played an incredibly tough schedule already this season. Right. they played the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chargers, three good teams. So I think they are going to lay it to the Eagles. Just take them to win there, though, and parlay that with the Buccaneers money line. I talked about that earlier. I feel most comfortable just taking the Bucs to win. Bucks money line, and then the last piece of the parlay is to tease down the Bills um, they are favored by a huge number of 16 points 16 and a half. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. we might vary, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm teasing that down to just win by uh, six and a half. So minus six and a half parlay, those three together at plus plus one nineteen. put a hundred bucks to win $119. That is my three team parlay of the week. Nice. Nice. I, it, it, it just, it has no chance to lose. No chance. <laughs> I say that joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the surface, I would agree with you. Yeah, I I, I think that's a good parlay. Um, very nice, very nice. And, and
0: any other thoughts on any other games? Briefly, I already said I think the Bears are going to win. I think I like your team this week as well.
1: The Colts to to win? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, they, I think the, the Colts have had they've a rough uh, first schedule, so yeah, I th- I think that the Colts will win. Um, it's the great thing about the NFL over all of the other sports. Right. Um, I just, from week to week, besides a few horrible exceptions, um, You just never know. You never know for sure. It's what makes this conversation so good. I mean, we're both, we both follow football pretty well. Uh, We're up on what's going on. We're, we're fantasy football wise and, and, and regular football wise. We try to make a little money on the side, betting a little bit here and there. So, so we're not just throwing our money away. We're trying to keep up on all the stats and what's going on in the league and all that kind of stuff. And we still the two of us disagreed on two or three games. It's so, so it's, it's, that's the brilliance of the NFL. So um, I, I, I love it. I, I that's it's, what I love about the game.
0: Yeah. It's, it's incredibly unpredictable. I talked about it last week as well. I, I like if you're trying to make money off of betting in the NFL, good luck. It's, it's, there, there's a game or two every week where you're like, I, I had, no thought that that was going to happen. This week for me, like I, I for some reason I have this funny feeling about the Jets, not only covering but maybe beating the Titans. And I have, there's zero evidence to back that back that up that that would ever right. happen. It, it's just these gut feelings, and that could be wrong, and it could be a, a, another game. But I love the Colts in this position because I call these kitchen sink games like this is it. This could be their season on the line. You cannot start zero and four in the NFL. No, and make the playoffs. You just can't. So they they got to have they got to have this game. Uh, the sense of urgency is high, desperation. That's why I, I just think eventually they're going to get one. I think it's this week. As long as they can handle that Miami Heat. I don't know what the temperature is going to be like down there, but I assume gonna, it's going to be very very hot. Um, Scott, I think that I think that wraps uh, week four. Uh, fun to talk about. These five games with you, and uh, to have you on finally, I appreciate it, man.
1: No, oh, no, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed talking to you as always, Phil. And um, anytime that uh, you want to have me back, I, I'd be, uh, I'd be ready, willing, and able. Let's put it that way.
0: We, we should have you back, and we can do a rundown of our, our fantasy football ups and downs over thirteen years. I, for me, I haven't been good at fantasy football for about eight years now i i came on like a tour de force when i first started way back and right. now now i'm i'm lucky to finish 500 every season i don't know what happened to
1: me well and i don't know whether you know this or not uh but it's mono a mano uh this week you versus oh, is me. It? <laughs> oh man yeah um, uh, so i i uh, i apologize but the aforementioned tom brady uh i i have and uh, i think he's gonna put the smackdown on us uh, I had a, I had a little little um, little setback last week, but uh, I still got uh, I still got high hopes. I only have two guys on my team outside the top ten in their their respective positions, so I'm feeling pretty good about my team. I I,
0: I never feel good about my team at at, at this point anymore. I, I've like I said, I've lost my fantasy edge, but I'll I'll do my best to give you a challenge this week for sure. Um, listen to. Uh, the podcast next week we'll have a golf show we'll have another NFL show we'll nice. put uh we'll have a uh, we'll have Scott's and I's picks up we'll put them up on our Facebook and Instagram page maybe Friday before the weekends uh everyone again thanks for listening to the show and uh we'll catch you next time